In 2019, approximately 2 million stillbirths occurred worldwide, and in Canada alone, there was one stillbirth for every 115 babies born. These are shockingly high statistics, and that is what led me to want to learn more about a tragedy that clearly many parents go through. Today, I got to sit down and hear the story of a mom in this statistic, Stephanie Flynn, a mom to four children. When I sat down with her, she seemed like any ordinary mom. All her walls were filled with smiling photos of her daughter and two sons. Missing were photos of her first daughter, Alexandra, who was stillborn 22 years ago. Take me back to the September weekend when you found out. I'd had a really busy week at work and was looking forward to relaxing at the family cottage for the weekend. I remember the baby being really active during the two-hour car ride up north, and so I couldn't really sleep. We had a lovely weekend. It was uneventful. And then driving back to Toronto on the Sunday night, I started to realize that I couldn't remember the last time the baby had moved. I rationalized that I was relaxed, and so the baby was relaxed. Once we got home, I still realized the baby hadn't moved, and so we started to think about that more. In hindsight, I think denial starts to step in when you go through something like this and you look for reasons. I didn't sleep well that night and I woke up in the middle of the night and I'd read that if you drink something with sugar, it makes the baby move. So I got up, went downstairs, had some ginger ale and sat on the couch. Still, there was no movement. I then remembered reading that as the pregnancy progressed, there was less room for the baby to move. So again, I rationalized that the baby simply didn't have room. In the morning, having not slept, we decided that it was time to go to the hospital. What emotions were you feeling when you were sitting in the hospital and you found out that your daughter was stillborn? We went to the hospital and arrived at the nursing station and told them that we hadn't felt movement. The nurses were reassuring and reiterated many of the things that we had rationalized to ourselves. Often at this stage in the pregnancy, there was not as much room for the baby to move and that babies aren't always active all the time. But just to be sure, let's have an ultrasound just to check. I was ushered into a room and the ultrasound began. I remember hearing a heartbeat and in that moment I looked at the nurse and said, oh, thank goodness, there's the heartbeat. And she put her hand on my shoulder and looked at me and said, no, dear, that's your heartbeat. In that moment, I just felt shock denial, numb, and extreme guilt that I had not been able to protect my baby. What was your experience with grief like? I think your experience with grief changes throughout the journey. Initially, it was shock. You're just numb. Um, you know, you leave the hospital with empty arms, and I was lactating and didn't have a baby to feed, and you can barely breathe. I also felt jealousy of other parents. We had two good friends who were pregnant at the same time, and I was angry um, and jealous that they were still pregnant and I wasn't, and I wasn't happy with that feeling, but that's just how I felt. And then grief gets, as the days go on, you know, it, it, it shifts, but it doesn't go away, and then people start to expect that it should go away and that you should be starting to feel better and you don't. It's a very solitary journey and for me was one that after months I still was really having trouble to function uh, at a level that you know I could get through my day-to-day -day activities and then that's when I sought help 
from a grief counselor and he truly um, made the changes and really helped me find my way through grief into living a happy and hopeful life again. While there is no set timeline for working through grief, for some, they get stuck and paralyzed in their loss. This is something that Stephanie touched on. This is called complicated grief. 10 to 20% of bereaved parents suffer from complicated grief. It likely affects a percentage of all people experiencing loss. For these people, the only way to move forward is to seek help of a mental health professional and talk about what they went through and the emotions you feel, which is something most people in our society struggle to do. How did your friends and family react to the news? I think as a culture, we are not very good about talking about death. And I think we're especially um, not good about talking about stillbirth. There's still a stigma around sort of pregnancy um, and the loss of a baby. And so it was, again, very isolating. I think people came and were very supportive with food uh, and cards and flowers and all those lovely things, but nobody wanted to actually talk about the loss of our daughter, Alexandra. And I felt that I wanted to use her name and talk about her and give her life. And it was very uncomfortable for people. I had some really good friends who I didn't hear from, who years later admitted that they just didn't know what to do or what to say, but it was very isolating. The lack of talking and listening that occurred through the grieving process of Stephanie caused her to feel isolated. Isolation is a common human tendency that people especially use to deal with stressful and sad situations. Whether that be a death, loss of a pet, loss of a friendship, losing connection to a family member, or a breakup, we struggle to discuss the harder and sad experiences we all go through. This causes so many of us to feel alone and isolated. And how did having a stillbirth change you? One thing, and if you ask my living children, is it, it made me, a, it, I think, even more overprotective parent than most. Um, I think I was always worried about something happening to them. And I definitely think the loss of stillbirth, and studies prove this, it carries a sort of post-traumatic stress around subsequent pregnancies and, and bringing living children into the world. It also, the isolation led me to realize that there were so many parents suffering in silence with pregnancy and the loss of a baby through stillbirth. So I volunteer with a uh, organization called PALE, which is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Support Group. And I manage a support group and I'm very involved there in helping parents find ways to navigate this loss, get the help that they want, uh, with the hope that they get through the grief, find a way to carry their lost baby with them, and hopefully find the strength to try to have a subsequent pregnancy. To anyone listening that is going through something like this, or to friends and family members that are listening that want to support someone that they know who is going through this, do you have any advice for that and them? For anybody who is going through this right now, the first thing I would like to say is I'm sorry for your loss. The second thing I would say is take things one day at a time. And it's okay if some days you literally need to go one minute or one hour at a time. Uh, grief is a long journey. No one can tell you when to stop grieving. Be selfish in terms of being kind to yourself. And for those who are supporting somebody going through loss, 
show up for them, be there for them. You don't have to have the answers. You can simply knock on their door and say, I'm here for you. I want to just sit with you. We don't have to talk, but I want you to know that I'm here. And bring up the baby. Ask the baby's name. Talk about the dreams that they had for the baby. Bring life to that baby and just support them. It's it's not the food and the flowers are lovely, but they really need to just know that you're sitting with them, standing by them and helping carry them through that grief journey. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on today to talk about the loss of Alexandra and your personal experience with grieving her loss. I think you have helped our listeners who may be in the midst of their own grief learn that they are not alone and that feeling isolated is a normal and hard part of the journey. If those who are grieving feel paralyzed or stuck, please reach out to a mental health professional. They are there to support you and help you move through your grief. To those listeners supporting someone they love through loss, remember to talk less and listen more. Don't be afraid to say the name of the person who died and remember to show up over time and support them, three months, six months, and even longer. Just show up and be a witness to their grief.